0: Holy God, God who gave up sapphire-paved courts for a stable floor, just as our sacred text says, who all for love's sake became poor, as the hymn says. Holy God, meet with us in these words of poetry today that we find in our hymns, that we find in our sacred scriptures, and remind us, God, that you love us. Amen. So, I am currently in the middle of a course on how to become a spiritual director. And in this program, I am also required to have a spiritual director while I study and learn. And you may be wondering what a spiritual director even is. The name does sound a little odd, doesn't it? Is a spiritual director someone that taught Harry Potter, the boy wizard who lived? Is it something you might find on Diagon Alley, perhaps? or in Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry? Alas, for you Harry Potter fans. Spiritual direction has less to do with Professor Trelawney tea leaf reading and is more just as it sounds. A spiritual director is someone who listens carefully to someone and to the Holy Spirit for about an hour at a time and who then helps that person they're listening to listen to the Holy Spirit too. And as we've been in a time of transition at our church, in our country, and in our world, and as my course does require it, I now have my very own spiritual director. In fact, Because I forgot to get myself one in the first couple weeks when I was supposed to, I panicked and then tried to get one very quickly. And now I accidentally have two spiritual directors in my life. And let me tell you, it has been one of the best accidents. I presume it isn't possible to have too much spiritual direction. I suppose in the middle of everything going on, I'm just lucky. I could use all of the spiritual directioning that I can get. And so now I have Zoom meetings with these two wonderful women, one every other week. And in this last week's meeting, I was lamenting a lot. My spiritual director rang a bell to signify the start of our time. She lit a candle on her end of the Zoom call to remind us both of God's presence with us. And then she started as she usually does. And she asked me what I brought to the space that day. And this week, her kind question opened up the floodgates. I was lamenting the state of things, how I am exhausted with Zoom while still grateful also for its safety, of course. I was lamenting how I'm afraid of COVID and how a sneeze will set me Googling symptoms, which is always the worst idea. I'm preaching to myself here on this one. Never Google the symptoms. I'm preaching to myself, so don't do it. Don't Google the symptoms. I was, I was lamenting too how much I miss so many friends how even pastoral care calls these days feel odd and stilted because I wish I was sitting over a cup of tea with you instead of talking through a screen. So I was fearing, feeling fear about my family getting COVID, too. I was feeling how fragile life is. I was feeling anger at folks who don't take the virus seriously and who go without masks. I was feeling jealousy with those who have gotten the vaccine already. I was feeling exhaustion and feeling the exhaustion of dear ones in my life who continue to organize for better things in our city and country, but who run up against so many roadblocks. Maybe you can relate to some of this. Maybe you can relate to all of this. I'm sure we each have even more of our own things to add to this list, to the list of things that we currently lament. And after I said all this, my spiritual director sighed. She said, that is a lot. And then she asked me where I thought the gifts were in all of this, because while perhaps I hadn't heard it, she said, I had mentioned them. And to my surprise, when I started thinking about it, they were there, there were gifts right now in the middle of the mess that is January, 2021. And even in 2020, Just because I can't meet with people in person, it does mean that I get to host some Zoom calls from my comfy bed and wear my pajamas. I might miss my family and friends dearly, but they are well right now. I might be lonely and miss friends, but I have an abundance of dear ones in my life holding me up and getting me through and me for them, even if it is just over the phone these relationships they've gotten deeper even more beautiful i have worked hard but i've been able to do so on my own internal clock even i've been able to rest and i've been able to sleep in as i am a natural night owl and then i cried a bit in my spiritual direction time because the sunset that i had seen the night before was so beautiful that i couldn't help but bask in the glow even as it was so cold And my spiritual director smiled at that moment. And then she laughed and she said, even in the middle of all this, it sounds like God is just showing off now. And I laughed too. And we went our own ways, leaving the Zoom meeting and going back to the silence of our houses. And throughout the day, I kept thinking of my spiritual director telling me, God's just showing off now, isn't he? And I kept giggling. It felt really right. And I'm someone who comes across as being always happy and joy-filled. I've been told this, in fact, my whole life. My sibling, Anita, has told me that it would be nice if I wasn't always so energetic and joy-filled and singing at the top of my lungs. And that makes sense. I think this outward happiness comes from being told that being Christian means that I should always be happy, for Jesus has saved us. What have we to struggle with? And let me tell you. This is terrible theology, and this terrible theology really messed me up for a while. It told me that I should ignore my problems and my griefs, that I shouldn't be angry or wish for things to be different, for that wasn't very Christian. I should be content. I should be silent, besides the moments that I had something good to say, for as the saying goes, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. I began to be less than myself when I learned these things, and I stuffed negative emotions. And that didn't work, of course. Eventually, they always come out sideways if you stuff them. For me, they came out through anxiety, and my whole left side went numb for a while because I was trying to just get over my grief instead of dealing with it. And so when I say that looking for God's gifts in the middle of such a wild time and noticing God showing off even here and even now, when I say that looking for those things was helpful for me, I don't mean to say that I or any of us should just move on. (laughs) We shouldn't move on from the hard pieces of life and from the hard feelings. No, we have to sit in those. And I think the book of Psalms Of the prophets of the book of lamentations and so much more in our sacred text tells us this we got to sit with the pain there's no way around pain but through it and it is difficult but that is the only way as the mandalorian says this is the way We cannot stuff it or pretend it isn't there. We cannot try to ignore the pain through television or being busy or working out. Those things can sometimes be helpful, but what we really must do is we must sit with the emotions, sit with our griefs, sit with the experience and feel the pain. That is the only way through it. And as we sit in our griefs, we remember that our scriptures also point us towards noticing these gifts as well. Our first text today, Psalm 111, invites readers to join the writer and see the ways God has shown off in our midst. It says, Full of honor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has gained renown through his wonderful deeds. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him, and he is ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All of his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever. He sent redemption to his people and he has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. And that really feels like God is just showing off, doesn't it? Some of our other Psalms detail the Psalmist sitting with pain. But this one this one talks about the gifts and about god showing off and i think about as the psalmist a little bit when i read this psalm if it was king david who wrote it he had a beautiful life but it wasn't always without difficulty many other psalms and books detail that and yet in this psalm the writer sees the gifts It is a difficult psalm for me, as I know that some who fear God don't get enough to eat. Sometimes it seems as though the work of God's hands aren't faithful and aren't just. And yet, as we struggle to listen and follow God's call, as we feed those that we can on Saturday mornings, perhaps as we partner with God to bring justice, as we are exhausted by it, maybe running into roadblocks, it is important to see the gifts as we go. It is important to even catalog them in some way, as the psalmist does here, from his or her own personal experience, for seeing the gifts, for seeing the ways that God is showing off. That brings us some hope. And we really need that, don't we? And speaking of God showing off, when I read our 1 Corinthians text today, I was reminded of a beautiful hymn. I know that some of you know. The words of it go like this and are taken from 1 Corinthians 8. It says, Thou who wast rich beyond all splendor, all for love's sake becomes poor. Thrones for a manger did surrender. Sapphire paved courts for a stable floor. And in our text, as Paul calls the Corinthian Christians to generosity, He reminds them of Christ's generosity on their behalf. And he does so with a spirit of abundance. He reminds the Corinthians that God has shown off on their behalf. He reminds them, I think, to look at the gifts, to look at the abundance of God wherever it can be found. And from that place of seeing the gifts, of seeing the ways that God is showing off, maybe then they too could move into abundance and generosity themselves. And that invitation is for us too. And so, while never downplaying the heaviness of grief, while not stuffing our pain in avoidance, how might we look for the gifts among us? How might we become attuned to how God is just showing off in our lives left and right? What does this time, this time of COVID, what does it bring us where we must stay home? What are the gifts and how can we prepare to not simply go back to normal once we are vaccinated and once the virus isn't running rampant among us, but how might we instead learn how to adapt to a new normal, bringing the gifts that this time has brought us? How might we do that? Maybe some of these gifts are solitude, rest, learning new skills. I know many of you have been making sourdough bread. And maybe, maybe it's also not running around to the detriment of our own bodies, our own precious bodies that God has created and loves, our own bodies which God loves so much that he came into a body to be among us, to love us, and to care for us. I know all of us might find God showing off in different ways, and I hope that we can find these ways, these gifts, for our own health in this time. The days are certainly closer now when we might get to hug one another and do so safely, and I wonder what gifts of anticipation that brings us, even now as we grieve, as we sit in the pain of what has come and what we are in. And this is all a very complicated thing. I think it's complicated to give grief its full time and pain its rightful place, while still, even in the middle of it all, finding the gifts and seeking the ways that God is also showing off among us. These are both necessary, and it is a lot to hold. I cry a lot these days. (laughs) And when I journal, much of my journal is me processing pain. But I have also worked to begin cataloging some hopes, too, some gifts, some ways I see God just showing off. I think these both, both the grieving and the joy, they together are a ton of feelings and can feel very overwhelming, and they both keep me afloat. And so today, even as we are still in the middle of things, may God bless you with the ability to sit in the grief And may you have strength to weather the necessary healing steps of feeling the pain. May God be with you in that. And may God also give you clear vision to see the gifts and see the ways that God, our creator, the one who loves us, the one who put on flesh to be among us, to love us, may we see the ways that that God is just among us already showing off. Amen.